welcome to this week's episode of In Check with Fintech. This week, we are joined by Ernst van Niekerk from Payout. Ernst has 12 years of experience in the payments industry, initially starting his career as a merchant in a gaming company. Today, Ernst is the founder and CEO at Payout, an automated payment solution for online platforms and marketplaces, which has recently raised 8 million euros in funding from Gradient Ventures, Google's AI-focused venture fund. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to, uh, well, I must say, thanks for having me in your uh, little soundproof booth here next year to your office. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> nice to have you uh, here. <laughs> it's great to be here. Obviously, as we've known each other for a little while now, we were just talking about in the pre-show since 2013 is when the first time we spoke. Yeah. For people who don't know you, uh, which is hard to miss you these days because you guys are everywhere giving your recent investment, but more on that later. A bit of introduction to yourself. Who's Ernst van Niekerk? Yes. Thanks for having me, uh, Rogier. Uh, um, yeah, so my name is Ernst van Niekerk, 35 years old. Uh, I live in Amsterdam. I was also born here. Um, I've been in payments now for 12 years. Started my career being a merchant. I worked at Spill Games, a gaming company, um, where it was my job to make sure people could pay on those websites. Um, so back in the days, we were using Global Collect, WorldPay, PayPal, and some mobile payment providers. Um, then I became a consultant in payments, um, and then I worked at a payment provider called Agen. And at Agen, I was responsible for building their marketplace solution from scratch, which I did. Uh, I had a lot of fun. I learned a lot. Um, met a lot of great, smart people. Um, and one of the things I learned is that the marketplace solution of Agen creates a lock-in, which means that if you're a marketplace platform, and if you're using the services of them, and the same goes for the competitive product of Stripe called Stripe Connect, um, that, that, you're, that you're then locked in, that you can't use other PSPs uh, other than the one uh, Agen or Stripe. Uh, and I learned that um, sometimes as a merchant, it makes sense to use multiple PSPs, or at least you have the ability to switch between one, one and the other. And that's where I came up with the idea of Payout. So Payout is an automated payment solution for online marketplaces and platform. Based in Amsterdam two and a half years ago, started the company, uh, we're now two, near, two and a half years down the road, and we are here with 25 people in Amsterdam uh, working hard uh, on, uh, on making sure that, uh, that we serve marketplaces well across Europe. Great. So basically payment orchestration for marketplaces? No, so we don't do the orchestration ourselves uh, yet, I, I must say. So, so we, um, we allow the marketplace to work with any payment service provider. Mm -hmm. So it's up to them who to work with whether it's Agen or Stripe or Molly or, um, or PayPal. And so they can choose, they can sign the contract, they can integrate, or they can work with an orchestrator. So they tap into an orchestrator and let the, the orchestrator build the connection into the PSP. Uh, what we do is we only focus on the payout side. So we would receive the funds from the payment providers so that they settle to us. Um, and uh, therefore we are also a licensed uh, payment institute. And then we sort of divide the and split the funds between what belongs to the marketplace platform and what belongs ultimately to the seller on the platform. So the restaurant on Uber Eats or the hotel on Booking.com or the driver on Uber, uh, that's where we ultimately pay out to. Uh, and that's also why the, the company's name is Payout. Um, however, misspelled with AUT at the end, I always say that it stands for Payments Automated. Um, but uh, the truth is that I wanted to have a .com domain name which was only $12 for payout with AUT. So uh, that was a good first saving. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Start up thinking by the sounds of it. Yeah. But it's not only payments, uh, uh, payouts that you do, right? You also do KYC. There's yeah. also other suites of solutions that you offer. 
Yeah, correct. So currently, uh, so I would say the, the core product offers three services. So onboarding KYC, split payments and payouts. So through onboarding KYC, we are onboarding and verifying the sellers on the marketplace, uh, both businesses as well as private individuals. Uh, so we verify them through KYC checks. We basically check whether they um, exist or not and, and whether they are um, uh, yeah, legit businesses or private individuals. Second product is split payments. Uh, so as said, we receive the funds from the PSP and we receive a split instruction from the merchant, from the marketplace. Uh, so let's say that the marketplace charges 20% commission on every transaction. Um, we would receive 1 million euro from a payment service provider. And then the marketplace instructs us to split 20%, so 200K of that to their own commission account, leaving the other 800,000 to be divided over these different sellers. Uh, so we basically have a virtual accounting system where there's actual money on the bank and then mirrored to that is a virtual accounting system which defines where that 1 million euro to whom that belongs. And then the third product is payouts. Uh, so we pay out directly to the marketplace itself, keeping them out of the money flow so that they are PSD2 compliant in Europe. And then we also pay out directly to the sellers um, every day, every week or every month. So we're pretty flexible in that. You hold the funds, so you are licensed. You have to be licensed. Yeah, correct. So we're in the money flow. We have a separate so-called Stichting Derdekgelder, which is uh, the Dutch word for a foundation account. Uh, we are licensed by the Dutch Central Bank. We are indeed a regulated payment institute, uh, simply because of the fact that we are in the money flow. Uh, and, uh, and because of that, the marketplace itself doesn't have to apply for the license, and they just outsource that responsibility to, uh, to us. Makes sense. So before we <clears throat> dive into a bit more, I'm... Always curious for someone who's been in payments for so long, uh, when you were at Spill Games, like you just said, where you started, how was payments back then? Was it much different? Was it just the landscape that was different? Or was there also different payment methods? Was technology different? Or have you seen much change over those last 12 years, let's say? Yeah, the change has been, uh, uh, I would say, uh, enormous. I would... um, so, so back in the back in the days when I just came fresh out of uni, I was always surprised how complex payments were. I thought that if you would uh, um, pay via credit card online, that it just goes directly from my bank account to the bank account of the bank, yeah. the bank or, or <laughs> Nike. And then once you start working in payments, you realize that there are at least five five parties in between, right? Whether it's fraud or the acquirer or the issuer, etc. Um, over the years, I would say that as a consumer. Paying has become much more simpler, right? So it's nowadays super easy with one-click payments or just face recognition or your fingerprint or your face idea. You just pay instantly, which is great. But then in the back end, things have become much more complex, right? So there have been now these orchestration layers that, I mean, they already existed, let's be honest, 10 years ago, right? Uh, I remember Payment Wall very well <laughs> being an orchestrator, uh, but it seems nowadays that that that, um, um, yeah, that has become increasingly more more popular, or at least hip, hip hot and happening. Um, buy now, pay later, for example, it just yeah, it eases the, um, uh, the the user experience, but it's not per se making the um, the backend very simple or or, um, or, or less complex. Uh, so I've seen a lot of change, but um, let's say from a product and backend perspective, it has become, I would say, more incre- increasingly um, uh, complex. But I like that. So, Is that also for payouts? Is that a very complex topic to build solutions on? Is that be- I mean, to my knowledge, there's only a few, like you said, an agenda Stripe, Figmology has launched one, who have separate or their own kind of payout functionalities, but not every PSP has that. Yeah. Is it because it's so complex? 
Um, I would say the payout part specifically is not that complex, especially not in Europe. Um, most people and most businesses have bank accounts. So it's just tapping into a SEPA network, uh, whether it's uh, at a bank or at a, at a provider, um, and just performing those payouts. So actually paying out is usually simpler than paying because with paying you've got those different methods right uh, like ideal credit cards well we all i think we all know that um, but payout specifically itself it's, it's relatively easy what makes it rather complex is because of the split logic um, so uh, at, a, at a let's say a standard e-commerce merchant the trick is to make sure people can pay right so that buyers can can pay and then the payment provider settles in bulk to the to the e-commerce platform and that's it but with a marketplace platform, that's just step one. Step te- step two is then how to split and how to divide those funds, right? So um, um, making sure that that one million euro is being paid out to different um, to different entities, making sure that, uh, for example, you pay out to a seller only after a refund period has expired, right? What you don't want is to pay out to a seller and then maybe a refund or a chargeback comes in. What happens then? So all that specific logic, it's, I would say specifically for those um, uh, for those marketplaces complex. The reason why not all payment providers are offering this, or at least uh, as you said, I think Molly just announced their product. Um, they've been working on this, I think, for five years. I think when I worked at Agen, already then the product was launched. Um, yeah, the, why why it has um, why not every PSP doesn't offer this is it's it's, it's a miracle to me uh, because there are so many marketplaces and why not serve them all. Um, but at the same time, I think a lot of marketplaces realize that they don't want to necessarily lock themselves in entirely into one PSP. Unless, of course, the PSP is great, which sometimes they are, right? Sometimes Molly is a perfect fit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Agen is, in, in some cases Stripe, uh, but not always. And that's that's sort of the focus area where we are uh, where we are in. Makes sense. That's interesting. <clears throat> because do you, uh, the, the, the common marketplaces are indeed the Ubers here and then, of course, the Bull.com, the Amazons. Are there more uncommon marketplaces that you target or work with that many don't think about when they think of marketplaces? Yeah, that's a good question. So I think the, the ones you just mentioned are the, the, the biggest ones, right? I think Bull.com, Amazon, they all speak for themselves. Um, um, there's a lot of uh, travel marketplaces, like basically every booking platform. So whether it's booking.com or Expedia or hotels.com or uh, Trivago or uh, Fordio Uitjes, etc. Those are all sort of marketplace platforms. Um, and then there's also a lot of marketplaces that are not per se um, popular or known as such, right? So for example, Katowiki and BVA auctions, all these auction houses, even Christie's is a marketplace platform. Um, There's a lot of ticketing platforms as well. So for example, Ticketmaster uh, or Convius for theme parks. Um, Those are companies that you might have never heard of, but if you ever buy a ticket on uh, for Snow World or for um, a movie park in Germany, then that goes via Convius. Um, and for fashion, there's also a lot of marketplaces like Zalando is, a, is the biggest one, but there's also Winkelstraat for high-end fashion um, uh, to be dressed uh, and, and sort of the list goes on. And um, yeah, the more you think of it, the more marketplaces there are, but yeah. uh, maybe a good example for B2B marketplaces are the, um, uh, the Royal Flora Holland, mm-hmm. which is like the, the main flower hub of Europe. So there's 2,000 flower uh, growers, so uh, I think the vendors that are selling their products, and Royal Flora Holland takes a percentage on every on every kilo or every pellet of flowers that is sold. Um, so it's not really a common marketplace to think of, but there are actually happening. Uh, there are splits and, and payouts happening on that uh, that side as well. Are these all potential clients for payouts? Yeah, yeah. 
where's the biggest potential for you guys? Is it literally everywhere or is there a certain focus that you have where you say, okay, well, this is where we start and then we go from there or this is where we want to be in X amount of years because we know that the market, the most value is to be created there. Yeah, that's a good one. So I think the, the, the core technology itself, right? So the, the KYC, the split and the payouts, that's applicable for almost all marketplaces. Whenever there's multiple sellers selling on a platform uh, and ultimately the platform that takes a commission on every transaction, as soon as that's happening, then we, we can sort of help. Um, for now, we focus on uh, the Eurozone. Um, so we current, our current product offering offers uh, its services in Euros. So we are all over Europe, like in Germany, Austria, uh, Portugal now as well. Um, we are building multi-currency so mm -hmm. that we can expand our services across uh, the, the Nordics, uh, the, the UK, etc. And then the goal is within the next, um, within the next five years is to be global. Uh, but then you have to take into account certain licenses as well, right? So we can't, for example, onboard a US-based company now. We have to get a US license and at least have an office there. Um, but for the next two years, I would say, is really the focus to, to make sure that we can help customers across Europe in different currencies. And your current clients, who are they? Who do you work with right now? Um, yeah, so our our biggest clients are Convius. Convius is that, that theme park yeah. uh, ticketing provider, Winkelstraat.nl is that shop, shopping marketplace. We have some rental platforms. Uh, like Barco for boats with a queue, Barco with a queue, Motoshare for motorcycles, Chef's Table uh, for uh, private home chefs. Um, and um, yeah, the list, the list goes on. Uh, so we currently have um, 15 clients and, and, uh, and are growing uh, month over month. And why did they start to work with you? Is that because indeed they were looking for a uh, payout agnostic provider compared to having one fixed PSP that they work with or was it just they never thought of a solution and you came to them and educated them and then they started being interested or how did that go? Why did yeah, that's a good one. A little bit of everything I would say. Okay. It's, it def it's definitely consultative selling. So right, so, uh, when selling a, a product like payout, um, you really have to educate them that, hey, yes, there are existing solutions out there. Uh, but we feel that ours might be a bit better because of this and this reason. Um, so some of these customers were already processing via multiple PSPs. Mm -hmm. So they basically had one option was to get their own license. Now they had three options. First one is to get their own license and to be able to receive those multiple flows of funds from different PSPs themselves, or they would uh, migrate their entire business to one uh, existing solution, like the one of uh, of Agen or, or Stripe or Molly, uh, or, or Payout, yeah. uh, so that they could use their existing um, uh, keep using their existing PSPs for processing pay-ins. Um, and it's, I would say, a little bit of little bit of both. So some marketplaces really wanted to have a PSD2 compliant solution and came to us. Um, they saw the value of, even though that they might be just using one PSP today, uh, they saw the value of that with payout, they would have the luxury of potentially adding multiple PSPs in the future, whether it's, for example, PayPal when they migrate to, uh, to Germany. And um, uh, and some marketplaces they they came to us because they um, because they wanted to use those multiple PSP uh, um, uh, solution. We're back with the latest and hottest events within the fintech, SaaS, e-commerce, and cybersecurity industries. The Global RegTech Summit is coming up on May 10th in London, offering access to insightful discussions and a chance to connect with the global RegTech community both online and in person. For more information on how to get involved, get in touch at info at fintech.global or visit fintech.global slash global RegTech Summit. 
Another exciting event coming up is the ICT Spring set to take place on June 30th and July 1st in Luxembourg City. The two-day conference offers participants a unique opportunity to deepen their digital knowledge, capture the value of the fast-growing fintech, drive innovation in the supply chain industry, and much more. For more information about the conference, visit www.ictspring.com. Yes, I think the first option you mentioned, getting their own license, that's probably the most well, time-intense, probably also capital-intense yeah. solu- uh, solution, right? And I think yeah. for smaller companies like maybe Barco, who are primarily focused on the Dutch markets, from what I know, yeah, and uh, that might be not, well, an, an obvious choice not to do, let's put it that way. Yeah, exactly. But even even I would, say, I would argue for a company that processes less than one billion, uh, I mean, the license uh, application, depending on the size of the business, can easily cost uh, half a million up to a million per year, right? Because it's not only obtaining the license, it's having a compliance functional board, you have to have internal risk, external risk, so compliance and regulatory aspects are actually quite a, quite a cost for payout as well. Uh, because we have to have just everything in order, right, for the for the Dutch Central Bank, but also for our own security and safety of holding the funds. Um, so I would argue that even a bull.com that might apply for their license in the future, I would argue whether that's whether that's actually necessary, right? Um, uh, of course, you see companies like Uber getting their own license because they've got just those billions to process. For them, uh, spending a couple of million on a license might not be uh, might not be that bad. <laughs> but I would even argue that uh, if 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 payout was able today to process payouts all over the world, we might be an excellent um, um, alternative for for getting your own license for an Uber. I think Uber applied for their license at the moment payout was born. Um, uh, but it could be that in hindsight, maybe a solution like ours could have been uh, could have been an alternative for getting their own license. Yeah, but is it either or? Can't it be complementary? Yeah, it can. It can be as well. So we can still process payouts and splits for for Uber and KYC yeah, okay. checks. Yeah. Uh, but there's no strong regulatory push, right? So there's no strong need for compliance. Whereas today, some some companies that we are talking to are debating: okay, shall we go get our own license, or shall we lock ourselves in in uh, one of payouts competitors, or shall we go to payout? Yeah. All right. Okay. Fair and, enough. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier, and from what I've read as well, your main USP is that indeed you offer a payment solution on top of any payment provider. Mm-hmm. Is that how you compare yourself to the IGNs and the Mollies and the Stripe solutions? Or is there also other stuff that you do that is different from the way that they operate or the solutions that you offer? Yeah, that's a good question. So what we say is we are basically behind the PSP, right? If you look at the flow where there's a buyer paying via payment methods, via payment service provider, then we take care of part two, yeah. which is behind the PSP or after we sort of receive those funds and are focusing on the payouts. Uh, we also have other services that we are um, that we have built and are building. So for example, invoicing. So a marketplace needs to send an invoice to their sellers, right? Where they would charge their 20% or at least explain why of a hundred euro transaction, the seller would only receive 80 euros and 20 goes to the marketplace. So there's always an invoice attached to that. So we are building that. Um, we are working now on the multi-currency solution. So to allow a, for example, a German marketplace uh, with Swedish sellers and a British buyer. So the buyer pays in pounds and those, let's say 100 pounds need to be split into 20% euros for the German platform and 80% Swedish kroner for the Swedish seller. Uh, so this is something that we are now building and allowing for these marketplace to operate uh, yeah, across different different countries and currencies. Um, 
different payout methods. So we are currently tapping into the, the SEPA network, so mm -hmm. we pay out to bank accounts, but there are some sellers that want to get paid out to their PayPal account or maybe uh, in the US to their debit or credit card. So uh, offering different payout methods is also something that we are focusing on. Um, and we might uh, look into helping the marketplace to to connect or to at least compare different payment service providers, right? So we are um, um, currently gathering a lot of data, right? So we get those payment reports from those different PSPs. Yeah. Uh, and if we, I would say, gather sufficient data on that, we might be able to sort of guide or consult the marketplace into, hey, why not use this payment provider in Europe for credit cards or in France for PayPal or in the Netherlands for Ideal? Um, so sort of consulting them on which payment provider to use could also be um, a potential future product. Just a lot on the roadmap, yeah. basically, for what's going to come. Yeah. To me, it sounds like the, probably the biggest potential is that uh, multi-currency product because it triples, if not quadruples, your uh, market potential, right? Um, I'm not sure, but maybe now if you have marketplaces who indeed do business with sellers in the UK or in the Nordics, then payout might not yet be the best solution. Is that fair to say? Or do you then say, okay, we do your Euro-related payouts and then you work with an IGN or a Stripe to do the non-Euro ones? No, so we currently, yeah, that's a good one. So we currently work with Euros, but we are building a multi-currency yeah, solution. Yeah. So we expect this solution to go live Q3. Um, um, so by the time that the marketplace has decided which, uh, whether or not to go for payout, we are, we are, we are ready and good to go. Um, and we are usually also building these features with the merchant, right? Yeah. So it's not that we just build products that we think they might use and then hopefully selling it into the market. Now we're really working. So for example, we currently already have a couple of customers that process Polish Slotty or British Pounds, and we are building um, um, this product with, with them. Great, yeah, I think the ambitions are endless. And in the pre-show doing a bit of uh, preparation work um, previously to the show, sorry. Um, I heard you talk about potential going IPO in a couple of years, uh, YouTube as a potential customer. Um, indeed, you're wanting to go in the next five years, uh, attack the global market. So, I mean, you have a lot of ambitions. It's very exciting to hear. Yeah, well, I think the, the, the there was one quote interview. So we raised uh, an investment round uh, last week, which uh, which I think uh, one of the one of the media outlets quote in the Netherlands, who, who I think are always known for a little bit of yeah. uh, you know uh, uh, yeah, almost gossipy style writing. Uh, they mentioned that we had plans to IPO in the next uh, three years. That's not the case. So we really want to make sure to roll out this solution globally. The cool thing is for us that uh, that marketplaces are everywhere, right? Not only in Europe, yeah. but in the US, in Latin, in Asia. So there's there's more than enough work to do for us to 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 even make sure that we can serve all of them. Um, but definitely, yeah, um, ambitions are large. And I think the cool thing is that as soon as we are able to unlock, unlock, I must say, the potential of multi-currency. Yeah, then uh, why not? Why not go to Africa, right? Why not go to 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 Asia? Um, it's easier said than done, yeah. uh, but nevertheless, uh, um, yeah, a cool, a cool, a cool, an exciting future to uh, to look towards too. Exactly. Well, you got to dream big. I think indeed, like you said, there's <coughs> marketplaces everywhere. So why can't payout be everywhere yeah. in that regard? Let's talk a bit more about your investment. Indeed, congratulations! Uh, last week you announced you raised uh, eight million, led by Google's AI venture. Yeah, if I'm right, that's exciting. Yeah, super exciting. Um, and uh, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. Uh, fundraising always is an intense process, right? I think as a startup, you are uh, you are always in a position where there's more uh, 
yeah, you spend more than you actually generate in revenue. So it's always sort of an exciting um, um, uh, period, uh, whether it's going to uh, be, yeah, whether you're going to be successful or not. Of course, at one point in time, you realize that, hey, there's actually, you know, the potential and the potential market and the potential of the product and the potential uh, growth uh, are are there. Uh, so there was more than not, more than enough uh, interest. We had some great funds that um, uh, sent us a term sheet, and yeah, I think of those funds, Google uh, was was uh, Gradient. So Gradient is their their seed fund. Um, um, that was definitely, I think, one of the most interesting. Not only because of the fact that Google also owns platforms, right? So Google has those marketplaces where they pay out to. So YouTube, they pay out to the video creators. Yeah. Um, um, Android market, so every app developer that makes some revenue in the market needs to be paid out. Uh, it's not, it's, it's definitely not uh, said and done that we will pay out to those um, uh, to those platforms. But it's an interesting uh, thought to to think that big, right? Yeah. And to, and to to be able to to even get the trust from a from a highly reputable fund like like Radiant, right? So the Google uh, Seed Fund. Um, yeah, that's super exciting, and it's I think exciting for the entire payout team. Of course, in a in a in a in a, in a sort of a, in a fundraising period, me myself as the founder, I have the luxury to be able to pitch all of the hard work that the team on the ground is working on. Right, so I think um, uh, the, the payout team, which is currently mainly consisting of of, of product engineer engineers and product managers. Um, uh, working hard on the product, um, making sure that that we serve our customers well. Yeah, it's, I feel very fortunate to be able to to pet, pitch their hard work uh, towards all these great investors, and I think it's it's a big compliment for all of us that a fund like like Gradient is yeah. is, is uh, able to invest or willing to invest, um, and with the eight million. Yeah, we want to roll out the multi-currency solution. We want to tap into the the rest of the European market um, and scale our team from 25 to 40. Great. How is that just in terms of the process? Because I think this is the first time you're raising funds. No, well, second time probably because you got a little bit when you started. Yeah. How was this time? Was it more intense? Was it different? Was it overwhelming? Was it uh, exciting? Made you happy? How, how did you, how was that process for you? Well, it's always intense, right? Because it's like, uh, yeah, you are a sort of, um, you try to be on top of your game, right? I mean, you're essentially selling, selling the, um, uh, selling the vision and selling, selling the company. I think what's what's cooler now than compared to the first race that we did is that there's now actually a business to to uh, to talk about, right? Yeah. I think back in the days when we were doing our pre-seed rounds, we were just getting started, and now we are started. Now we are already processing clients, we're processing revenue, right? So there is a. Uh, great team. Um, there's great people on board, so there's already more to to, to pitch about. Uh, but at the same time, stakes are higher, right? We are now <coughs> with 25 at payout, 25 colleagues at payout. I think with the previous round, we were just with the eight of us. Uh, so um, uh, yeah, am- ambitions are as high, I would say. So the division is still to roll out all all over the world. And I think to some extent, we are also lucky that we are in the payment space, uh, and we are lucky that we have raised just in time. I think the payment space is just hotter than ever, uh, not only with orchestrators or payment providers, but also buy now, pay later, and all these, you know, you've, you hear all those exciting stories in the market. Um, but at the same time, I think the war in Ukraine and the geopolitical um, situation now in Europe also causes today for some US investors to withdraw. So I, I do speak to quite some uh, fellow um, fellow founders that are raising and that are expecting, yeah, uh, uh, a, a little bit more of a rougher fundraise 
today than they would uh, a couple of months ago. So I think to some extent we are also excited that we are that we that it seems that we just close in time. I'm not saying that right now it wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't be possible, but I think we're just uh, yeah very excited about the result. Because if you look ahead, the first thing that is going to be released in terms of what's next for you guys is the multi-currency product Q3. Yeah. So the exciting thing is that we went live with Winkelstaat.nl, second largest client with a rather complex split structure. Um, multi-currency is definitely on the roadmap and ensuring that we uh, roll out across Europe is, uh, is on the... Uh, is on the short-term roadmap. Great. Well, watch this space. You so proudly mentioned it at the beginning of the podcast, but if people want to find out more, what's the URL that people should go to? That was $12 when you bought, when you bought it. <laughs> yeah, good, one. good for the reminder. Uh, that's www.payout, and payout is P-A-Y-A-U-T dot com. Great. Thanks, Ernst, for being on the show. Great to have you, to hear a bit more about payout, also to learn a bit more about payouts in general. It's all in the name. Um, and uh, yeah, good luck for the future. Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of InCheck with Fintech. If you enjoyed this episode, hit the like button and leave us a comment below. We'll be having more industry leaders soon, so do not forget to subscribe as well in order to keep updated with the latest episodes of our podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'd like to leave you with a more serious message from our partner Free a Girl, who are dedicated to founding child prostitution and impunity all over the world. Hi, I'm Evelyn, CEO and founder of Free a Girl. Every day, two million children, especially girls, are being held captive worldwide. They are locked up and exploited in brothels, dance bars, or online, forced into sexual exploitation. Their freedom is taken away, together with their youth, family, and future. We are dedicated to fight sexual exploitation of children by rescuing these girls. Please join us, unlock their freedom and unlock your potential by becoming a business partner. Please visit freeagirl.com for more information. Thank you.